Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Today on Love and Hat, Ghostbusters. Hey, doggy doggy, and welcome to Love and Hat, the uh, podcast about arguments. I am your best friend, Stuart Heritage. I am some woman called Robin Wilder. Why are you saying hey, doggy doggy? I'm just mixing it up. Hey, doggy doggy. Hey, doggy doggy. It's the sort of thing I think if I was a truck driver... Uh, driving across America, that would be my ham radio call sign. Call sign. Wow. Hey, doggy, doggy, ginger on your six. <laughs> uh, uh, Smokey Robinson bandits. Fifty nine down your straightaway. Is that a real one? I don't know. I'm I'm very ill. I have to apologise for the um, constant rattle of guitar. What's it, that about? Because it's, it's all in my chest. In your chest. And I really hate. I hate. That this has become Stuart's hypochondria corner, the first ten minutes of this. Where I either list how, like, chafed my balls are, or I list all the types of phlegm in my larynx. List uh, list the different types of phlegm. Uh, I can do it by colour, I can do it by density. What would you like? Oh, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever seems to fit you There's both. been some very dark, dark guitar. Right. There's been some very sort of fluorescent. How interesting. Like bright sort of yellows and greens. Wow, just coming out of your Just mouth. coughing it up, yeah. Bleh. How? Like that, bet. <laughs> I made that noise for people who don't understand the word cough. Or the word up. When you cough, yeah, Stuart, do you cough into a tissue and then look at it? Uh, no, sometimes I cough... Uh, yeah, sometimes I cough into a tissue and look at it, actually. Sometimes I cough uh, into a sink... And I can never get it directly into the plug hole, so there's a there's a moment where I'm forced to confront it before I can flush it down with a jet of water. Do you, when you do poo? Yeah. Do you look at the poo? Yeah! Do you? No. Do you cover it up with paper so your your eyes won't be offended by your own foulness? Do you see what colour it is? No, but you can, you can discern size and texture. One of the things that you like to do is uh, jauntily re-enter a room after you've done a poo and, and describe it. No, no, no. I yes, don't like do. to do it. It depends do. on the room. I don't. I wouldn't walk into if I was going to accept my OBE. I wouldn't go <laughs> into the Queen's wherever it is bedroom and be like, "Cool, blimey, it's a bit <laughs> yellow looking." Way nuggety at the start, wet at the end. <laughs> You're going into the Queen's bedroom to accept your OBE. I don't know what it's called. Stateroom. State. Probably not bedroom. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Queen, move over. I've just done a shit. I like how uh, <laughs> progressively less common you got during that. All right, love, could you move over, please? I've done a shit. 
I think we should just get on with it. Today we're talking about Ghostbusters. Which Ghostbusters, you ask? The old Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters? I call it Ghostbusters. <laughs> Fuck you! Love. How can you not like Ghostbusters? What are you, able to unlink your childhood sense of well-being from cultural signifiers and judge a film on its own merits? What are you, a communist? Because Ghostbusters is amazing. It mixes horror with humour. The city of New York is beautifully shot. The film is scored by an Oscar-winning composer and there's a wonderful supporting cast made of proper comedic actors. More importantly, though, while it thrills and entertains you as a child, if you watch Ghostbusters as an adult, it teaches you two important lessons, and these are they. Lesson one, don't be a cellist, because cellists are snooty and frigid. Lesson two, don't be Dr. Peter Venkman, because as cool as you think he is when you're a kid, as an adult, you'll realise he's a wanker. He's a time waster. He's a sex pest. He probably doesn't pay taxes. Also, Ghostbusters spawned Ghostbusters 2, the Ghostbusters that's not as fun as the first one to watch in a cinema, but easier to talk over if it's shown on a Sunday when you've got a hangover. And Ghostbusters brought about the weird 2016 all-female reboot, which did nothing but A, inspire a bunch of internet think pieces about how female-led comedies are important, even if they're not funny, and B, make me want to watch the original again. Proving my final point, which is that the Ghostbusters franchise is pleasingly cyclical. Also, it spawned uh, the real Ghostbusters, the animated series, which may have been some people's sexual awakening. I'm not saying it was mine. Stuart will say something here about how the original Ghostbusters film is awful because it contained references to blowjobs. So it corrupted a generation of children. And you know what I say to that? You know what didn't contain references to blowjobs? The children's programming output of the BBC in the 1970s and 1980s. And look how that turned out. Ghostbusters. Brilliant. Robin wins the end. Hat. Truth be told, I didn't really enjoy the new Ghostbusters movie. But wait... Before you single me out as a vengeful misogynist who's about to be kicked <laughs> off Twitter like that shrieking electro-clash vampire douchebag was last week, hear me out. I didn't dislike the Ghostbusters remake because it trampled on my childhood and it hurt my feelings. I disliked it because I dislike Ghostbusters. That's right, the original Ghostbusters movie that everyone wanks themselves into a tizzy about, I don't like it very much. Because that film ruined my childhood. It ruined it when I was an actual child. Because I watched Ghostbusters when I was a kid over and over again, mainly because you see an animal's bare bum in it and that sort of thing's hilarious when you're six. And also, because it's a kid's film, right? No. Watch Ghostbusters as an adult and you pretty quickly realise that you're actually watching a film about four chain-smoking perverts. <laughs> They're perverts, a lot of them. Bill Murray is a full-blown sex pest. Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob off a dead lady. A blowjob. And they made a cartoon out of this. I mean, admittedly, in the 1980s, they pretty much made a cartoon out of every film that had a blowjob in it. But still, anyone complaining that the new Ghostbusters has ruined their childhood should stop blaming films 
and start blaming their own dangerously negligent parents. They're the reason why you're such a pointlessly crying man-baby. They're the reason why you struggle to make meaningful connections with people. I guarantee that every single thing that's wrong with you as an adult can be traced back to the moment when your idiot fucking parents decided to let you watch Dan Aykroyd get his dick sucked by a dead lady. Your parents are the worst. So, just to recap, I hate the new Ghostbusters, the old Ghostbusters, the old Ghostbusters sequel, the old Ghostbusters cartoon, any affiliated Ghostbusters merchandise, past or present, the entire concept of nostalgia, and you for liking any of the above, you drippy, backwards-looking, arrested, adolescence backpack-wearing Pokemon twat. I hate cellists as well. I hate cellists so much. I can't go through any sort of transportation hub without being enraged by a cellist. Even... Airport. There's always a cellist. There's a cell. No, there there's isn't. always a cellist at the airport. What? I hate it. Airports are you bloody going to? Oh, any airport. City. City. City isn't... airport. Cellist. Gatwick airport. Cellist. I've never Heathrow seen a airport. cellist. Cellist. Luton airport. Cellist. Stansted airport. Cellist. Are you... Do you often travel with cellists? No, I hate cellists. I I hate them. How many? Why are they? They just play a violin, for fuck's sake. You just carry those in a box. Please. Okay, are these cellists also passengers? Yes. Not just random busking cellists who follows you around airports. No, they're just people with big, needlessly big boxes who need special attention for their fucking precious cellos. You know we have a child. Yeah. That needs a special attention. Yeah, but it's a person. We pay. He pays for a ticket. Chalice. If we'd put a kid in a box and was like, oh, "Don't touch my special box," I'm a cellist. I play in the London Philharmonic. Why do you hate cellists? I so fucking much? hate cellists so much. <laughs> I really do. Do you not like the sound of a cello? What was? Which is what? Make a noise like a cello. <laughs> yeah. So you know, awful. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> dreadful noise stupid cellist it's you lovely. go after it's a lovely noise but you know don't be a cellist no don't be a cellist don't play a cellist don't look at a cellist don't play a cellist don't play a cello they're called cellos okay yeah okay so why did you watch ghostbusters over and over because it was when i was a kid you think it's good you think it's a good kid's film when you're a kid because you're an idiot with a stupid child's brain right and then you like you gain any sort of understanding about the world and you're like oh no these people are terrible they smoke too much and they're perverts. This is nothing... You shouldn't be able to watch this as a kid. I think... It's like watching... It is like watching... Like, if, imagine if someone brought out a kid's film today called, like, The Crazy Adventures of Jimmy Savile. No. No. No? First of all, I think that film probably exists uh, on the bio channel. What's the bio? Oh, yeah, okay. You know the one where they yeah. have... Yeah, uh, bio for biography. I thought you meant bio as in uh, biochemistry. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy like biochemical yogurt. like yogurt what bio yogurt yogurt i hate yogurt so much what uh what's up with the yogurt i, I don't like the taste i don't like the, the the for something that you eat with a spoon it's got a very spoon unfriendly shape a yogurt pot yeah it's completely round isn't it you yeah. can't sort of... fuck you yogurt you cunt what uh can you describe the taste of yogurt imagine i'd never tasted right yogurt. okay imagine milk Right. Have you tasted milk before? Yes. Right, now imagine that you're drinking a really disgusting version of that. That's not helpful. It is. Right, you do what? You don't know what disgusting is. Not in relation to milk. All right, is so imagine milk, well, someone's jizzed in some milk. 
then how about that and then put a strawberry in it is that what you wanted to hear is that yes. where you wanted me to go yes yes milk and jizz in a pot yum yum <laughs> you amanda holden she, Yo, had, she, she advertises your Does oh she? god i'm making connections in my brain and they're not really translating to my mouth no now so you yes. your argument about we'll just we'll just go, go on about blowjobs right you think ghostbusters was good because it had a blowjob in it and they turned it into a cartoon and it's better to have a film with a blowjob in it that gets turned into a cartoon that's shown to children rather than to make a cartoon from a film that doesn't have any blowjobs in it in a culture of um comprehensive paedophilia and sexual molestation i think i think if you think about it yes but i don't understand the link there what links that why is why is what where did operation yew tree have to come into it didn't have to i'm just saying ghostbusters in a way even though uh it has an implied blowjob in it culturally it is it is more wholesome than the entire output, children's output of the 1970s uh, BBC department. Well, what you're doing there, you're not se- you're uh, failing to separate the artist from the art. What's Are you it? saying that all children's television in the 70s is now worthless as an entertainment form because of no, the, no, I'm the saying creators? it's tainted with jizz. But oh god, what? No, it's tainted with jizz. But uh, but so's Ghostbusters. So's the real Ghostbusters. Because I've seen Ray, oh god, I don't Stance? know Ray Stance. I've seen Ray Stance getting his dick sucked by a dead lady. You okay? Firstly, you never see that. You see Dan Aykroyd lying down on a bed and his belt buckle coming undone, and then a ghost lady like on the ceiling, and then you see uh, Dan Aykroyd go, "Wow, crazy eyes, crazy eyes." That's all you see, right? So it's a blowjob. You don't see any peen. You don't see any open-mouthed action. You don't see any jizz. There's no, you know, it's... I just thought, oh, no. I remember I remember seeing that scene when I was a kid. Did you like, think he was ill? No, I thought, why? I thought maybe he was getting tickled. I thought he was ill for a really long time <laughs> and she was trying to help him. Oh, oh, that's really cute. I just thought he was being tickled huh. or something. They put a lot of, like... Oh, no, I thought he was doing a wee. Because he, uh, they undid his belt. And his and wee like, face is like one of cross-eyed bliss. Yeah, like he'd been waiting Ooh. for a wee for a long time. Oh, why did he do that, though? Why did they put that in there? I, I don't know. Why Why did he appear in the film Casper as a, as a Ghostbuster? Why did he turn up in the new film Ghostbusters going, Why, yada, I'm just a cab driver. I don't go south of no river and I ain't afraid no ghost. Wow, did you memorise that? Uh, probably. I hated all of those cameos in that yeah, film. I yeah. hated them so much. Bill Murray... Bill Murray stopped the film, yeah. basically. <laughs> and, and there was just a bit where, like, there were, it, was, it was like it felt like. If you have... It was, I don't care. Spoilers. Don't, no, fuck off. I don't care. It's, who are you talking to? The listener. Well, who is arguing with you that you have to... They are. <laughs> Silent. You don't know that. I'm, uh, I have the, uh, the third eye. What? Oh, I don't know. I'm so tired. So... What it felt like they did was it felt like they got Bill Murray on and they went, hey, Bill Murray, you do Bill Murray. You, hey, you, be crazy. Be crazy, Bill Murray. And they got him in and he, and he just sort of just blankly out. said <laughs> things that you would say if you were put in charge of... Me? Or anyone. He just sort of answered questions in a normal way and then fell out of a window. Yeah. It was rubbish. He was rubbish. Aykroyd was rubbish. 
I think it was a weird reimagining uh, of Ghostbusters in like a parallel universe where Ghostbusters in 1984 had never happened. And they kept crowbarring in these cameos and references. And I feel like if they had just made it, made them everyone's kid, made all yeah. the main characters, all the Ghostbusters kids, it, it would have been able to be its own story. But no. And they had to be all... Kristen Wiig was all... Uh, sort of here, kind of funny. Why weren't anyone? Why weren't they funny? I don't know. Everyone in that film is funny. Yeah, and they were all not funny. Even the 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 jokes lady, the the engineer lady. I can't remember what her name is. The um, lady from Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. She wasn't funny. Ooh. She was like trying to be funny, and uh, no one was funny, and everyone was the straight guy. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It made me want to watch Ghostbusters. But the original Ghostbusters isn't that great. It is. It, it has. It. It's up to a standard. There was a standard in the eighties for movies where things were the cinematography was good and things were plotted well. So there was the Spielberg movies. But they they were all the proper scores. Oh God, the music was terrible. It was it? really bad. Wasn't there was it? like every time there was a scene, there was like it sounded like Limp Biscuit. And oh, some yeah. lady rapper going, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, yeah. Although, do you know what? There was no scene in Ghostbusters, the 1984 film Ghostbusters, where Harold Ramis did like cool slow motion lassoing of ghosts. No. I hated that. Oh. No, I, yeah, I wasn't. It's not a good film. No, it's not. You're not. Also, like, at least in Ghostbusters, there's sort of a storytelling arc and you become invested in the characters a bit. You don't at all in this. You just no. Well, you really fell asleep did. for an awful lot of it. I did. You were asleep for a lot of it. Maybe I could have become invested in the characters if I'd stayed awake. I think maybe being awake is a key part <laughs> of the uh, film appreciation. Oh, really? Film critics, Stuart Heritage, who always falls asleep in films. I don't always fall asleep in films. Really? I often fall asleep in films. And then you go, oh no, I would like to critique this in the garden. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep during a film. Oh no, there once I had fell asleep during a film. I fell asleep during... I had to... I've only been asked to formally review a very small amount of films because why Why would I? They've got really good critics and I don't know fucking anything. But they sent me to a Cirque du Soleil film and it was less than an hour and a half long and I, I hated it from 30 seconds in and I sort of forced myself to go to sleep. You forced yourself to I was just like willing protest. myself, yeah. Um, tell me about this. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online 
you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Animal bum. Right, yeah, so there's a scene. It's my favourite scene in Ghostbusters. If you'd asked me until the age of like 22 what my favourite scene of Ghostbusters was, it would be the scene where one of those dog things... The, uh, the hellhounds. Yeah, jumps away from the screen and you see its buttocks. And what? that was my favourite joke. You just see you just see sort of an outline of an animal bum and it cracks really? me up. Every single, It's just a bum. I, there was... I, I watched, I've watched Ghostbusters a lot, maybe more than any other film. And uh, my friend Roy, who lived on the road next to me, he always had a choice of uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom or Ghostbusters. And we tried watching Indiana Jones and I couldn't do it because there wasn't any funny animal bums in it. Even though it's a much better film. No, Temple of Doom is, is well, it's laden with racism. Well, yeah, it's, it's, so it's I, a deeply racist I, film. I find it quite hard to watch. But the, bit, the, the beginning's good. Where they're fighting over the uh, diamond or whatever it is. I haven't seen it for very long. Um, I think the woman is annoying. Steven Spielberg's wife. Um, and it's it's horribly racist. And, and also they eat monkey brains in it, which makes me not like it very much. I don't want anyone to win in it. Um, Stuart is now just staring at me as though... I am a pillow and he's very tired. I am very tired, but I just wanted to see where your story was going. Um, that's why I Michael think... Parkinson style. Expert interviewer Michael Parkinson. Who says that people like their pillows. Yeah, he says, so tell me about your film. And people go, oh, yeah, I made a film. And then Michael Parkinson just stares at him and doesn't answer. And they go, oh, and I raped my mum. And then that's, that's how he gets all of his big um, uh, scoops. You have to stop talking and allow an awkward silence to be filled with something blurted out in a panic. Now, that's not what you did. You were blinking at me as though I I was a person who had turned into a cartoon pillow and was why, doing no, a dance. Why is this fascination? Why would... Right, so... Right, okay, okay, how, now, fine. listen, wait, no, do no, they, no. Do they? If I saw a dancing pillow... Do you, how, do you think I'd look at it with any sort of attraction? No, I'd be terrified. You didn't look a at it with A dancing pillow with you arms and legs. You looked at me as though you were being hypnotised by a dancing pillow. No, going, no, but Come no. to sleep, Stuart Heritage But no, I wouldn't Guardian. be... I wouldn't be... No, shut up. Stop, shut up. I wouldn't be hypnotised by a fucking dancing pillow. I'd be terrified. If what if a pillow came to life and started dancing around one foot away from you, you'd fucking shoot yourself. You, of course you would. Fucking of course you would. taken more drugs. No. You? You would run. You would. You would run. You're scared of bees. Imagine if Stuart. a pillow started. No. Stuart. Imagine if a pillow started dancing in front of you. You would fucking. There would be a robin-shaped hole in that wall behind you. Stuart. What? What I meant was, you looked like you were so tired. You were hallucinating a dancing pillow. Why would I hallucinate? 
hallucinate a dancing pillow? If I was going, if I was hallucinating a pillow because I was hallucinating, no, if I was hallucinating a pillow, shut up. If I was hallucinating a pillow, I and I wanted to say, shut up. I would, I would want to hallucinate a different reaction. I would want to hallucinate. Shut up. Oh my God! Stop talking. You're looking at the ceiling. Now you're looking inside your own head. If I was hallucinating a pillow, or I would no, shut up. If I was hallucinating a pillow, I would hallucinate a static pillow because that's what I'd want to sleep on the most. Why would I hallucinate a dancing pillow? What good would that do? You can't choose your hallucinations. I was. That had uh, so much dentist medicine that I hallucinated a new window in. in Whoa! I know, and I just kept oh. going. When when did we get that window? And people were just going, "What? Shut up! Why would I hallucinate just a window?" Man, you're crazy. You got fucked up, Stuart. I had taken dentist medication. I got fucked up on dentist medication. I hallucinated a window. Hmm. Man. No. Far out. Man. <laughs> Your window. Stop it. Dentist. Do you notice what I'm doing when I'm talking to you, though? You're saying something I don't like, and I don't immediately just look in another direction in protest. And then when you say another thing, I don't just then look in another direction, which is what you do. Because your voice and face together are too much. <laughs> I can handle one. I can handle one at a time. Ooh. Ah, stop it. Right, so... Yeah. Uh, we need to wrap this up because this has gone nowhere and it's been stupid and I hate it already. Um, what, quickly run me through your sexual awakening. I didn't have one. What? I didn't have what, one. Why did you mention that? What? I didn't. Just some people do. Who? Uh, you know how people like fancy cartoons. Who like fancy cartoons? Yeah. Like. Who likes fancy cartoons? No, people who fancy cartoons. No? You know, sometimes you see a cartoon and. Uh, you might find it attractive. What? I don't. <laughs> what? Nothing. What? Nothing. Your, your sexual awakening was the real Ghostbusters. I'm going to tell you a fact. Mm-hmm. Dr. Peter Venkman is played by Bill Murray, the actor. In the real Ghostbusters, the animated series... Uh, Dr. Peter Venkman is played by a man named Lorenzo Music, mm-hmm. um, who also did the voice of the original Garfield cartoon. In the film Garfield, Garfield oh, is voiced by God. Bill Murray, the actor. Oh, God. Do you see how cyclical that is and interesting? What, at what point does your sexual awakening There's, kick in? What? There's no sexual... I certainly didn't fancy Garfield. Did you fancy Garfield? Like... Did you... Robin, did you fancy <laughs> Garfield? Was it because he hates Mondays? When I was like seven or eight... He was, Robin. It was his laconic wit. Yeah, he was all like, hey, John, give me a lasagna. I know. Uh, huh, Odie. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's, yeah. I, yeah, uh, seven-year-old me thought that was... Uh, you wanted to fuck Garfield. Now, I think there's a difference when you have a crush when you're seven. Yeah. You don't really understand how. You know, cats have barbed penises. Stuart. Imagine Garfield, right, full of self hate, because it's Monday, just hates Mondays, wants his lasagna. 
Eighty in beaten down by the world, having sex with you on top of you no. with these barbed cat penis no. going in and out of you. No. Imagine that. No. Imagine it. I'm no. imagining it. You're weird. That's an odd website to have my wife and her barbed cat penis fantasy. Anyway, um uh I he he was a cat version of Nick from New Girl. And I can understand seven-year-old <laughs> me fancying him. He was a cat, because my favourite episode of New Girl is one where Nick's like, I hate Mondays. <laughs> Pretty much. Ah, oh, lasagna. Yep. Tell me one funny Garfield joke. I liked Garfield. I, 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 I can't remember, remember a single, can't remember I, a single I don't funny remember. The two cartoons I liked were the Archies and Garfield, and I didn't remember anything about either of them. <laughs> but I was obsessed by them. That's my story. So basically, Ghostbusters, excellent. Robin's going to listen to this. I'm so ill. I love that song, don't you? Now it's time for Tepid Topics. Tepid Topics. Please stop singing. <laughs> and you did. Wow. <laughs> I should have really tried that please stop singing thing one second into that Ghostbusters routine. So, uh, Tepid Topics is, of course, our segment where uh, we decide that there is too much opinion on the internet and try to counter it with something none of us care about. Today, I would like to talk about the uh, uh, International Olympic Federation's decision to not blanket ban all of the Russian participants. Robin, what do you think of that? I think, I mean, I think it's probably quite nice of them, considering that the Russians have probably all bought their tickets to Rio by now, because it's like 12 days away. Oh, that's true. So, oh, know. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. That's quite nice of them, actually, to let yeah. let an entire them. nation of um, top-down, across-the-board <laughs> drug cheats to participate in the Olympics, just yeah. so some people from Minsk can get their seats watching a fucking javelin getting yeah. thrown around. Yeah, so... Wouldn't the Olympics be better if everyone was on drugs and like the, they could run the 100 metres in five seconds? No. No. Because imagine you train and 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 you get to your very top physical beak and then you just like take a pill. Do I have a boost button? Yeah, brilliant. No. I would cheat. If someone said to me, right, if someone said to you now, mm. uh, Robin, you can be in the shape of your life. You have to train for six months or you can take a pill. What would you do? 
Well, I would take a pill, but I'm not an athlete. I would take the I'm shit out. Low... I'd take two pills. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a lowly journalist uh, with no morals. So, sure, I would take a pill. But an athlete is like is the closest thing we've got to uh, sainthood now. Apart from an saints. athlete is the closest thing we have to an sainthood. Athlete. To sainthood. Yeah. Because what they run around in circles three times. Because they're such martyrs. Have you seen them? They're just all, all gaunt and... And sinewy. Well, why do they? Why, why bother? For you know, international claim and no, shampoo. fuck that. I just saw an advert from Mo Farah documentary where he's like, "Yeah, I miss my kids, but I've got to dedicate my entire life to one fucking race yeah, every that's, four years." That's why bother if you miss your kids. So we get hang out with your fucking kids to uh, sainthood. Rubbish, bollocks, stupid, hate it. Idiots. All right. So you have an opinion. You have quite a strong. Yeah, opinion. I know. I wish I'd never brought this fucking thing up. Today's feedback comes from my brother, Peter Heritage, um, who has sent us a tweet Ooh. at Love and Hat on Twitter. Um, it relates to my ongoing battle with my perineum, which I'm going to stop talking about very, very soon. That's not going to Purely because I was in a car with my dad <laughs> the Saturday after the last episode came out, and he just kept saying the word perineum under his breath and laughing. So that doesn't need... I don't want that to happen anymore. Is that like when I was at lunch with your family and you left the room and your dad leaned over and went beef tunnel at me? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's don't worse Don't come round my don't come house. To dinner. Don't come to dinner with dad. <laughs> right, so uh, this tweet comes from Pete, my brother Pete. Pete Heritage, subject of my upcoming book, Don't Be a Dick Pete. Out, published by Random House. Uh, vintage Random House, square peg slash vintage slash round. I don't understand how books work. It's coming out next year. <laughs> the tweet says, feedback, put a pair of shorts on, then your balls won't sweat so bad. Hashtag fucking stupid hairy leg prick. Are there any, many people with that hashtag? If you click that hashtag, is there anything? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a wild limb and assume that he's the first person ever to use it. Yep, first person ever. Wow. What is well it? Done, fucking... Pete. Fucking stupid hairy leg prick. Oh, This Pete. is because Pete... Pete thinks my perineal problems are down to my insistence on wearing long trousers all the time. I don't know. Look, I don't know. Yeah, what do you think they are? I, I have no idea. I don't have a scrotum, um, so I, I don't have that whole business going on in front of my perineum. Yeah, good for feel, you. I don't feel qualified to comment. So, you comment. Um, Pete... Heritage, I challenge you to a... Perineum off. No, that's okay. weird. That would be like pegging. What's Pe- pegging? It's, no, it's pegging where you put your willy inside someone else's willy. What? Is that no. docking? Docking? I've pegging? never heard of... Pegging is when a lady puts a strap on, on and, uh, and uh, has relations ah, I'm thinking of scissoring. Just, Scissoring's just ladies, isn't it? Vagina, vagina, bang, 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 bang. But with perineums, me and Preet. I'm Pre- not. I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> oh my god! You want to scissor? No, your I don't want no scissoring. I don't want to scissor anybody. Your I'm brother. Si- no, your brother. No, your brother. Scissor. I didn't say I wanted to scissor. I didn't say I wanted. You want to? I didn't say I wanted to scissor. I know no hashtags. No hashtags. Don't you, nobody brothers. use a hashtag. Stupid I don't know. Stupid scissor brother. If anybody uses that tweet, I will come to the house and punch them in the mouth. Anyway, I challenge you. Not to a perineum off, not to a scissoring contest. <laughs> I challenge you, Peter Heritage, to appear on the next episode of Love and Hat, where we will discuss shorts and perineums. 
Premiums might come up, but that will be the definitive end to the saga of the Premium. But we will discuss shorts. He loves shorts. I dislike shorts. You will get to weigh in wherever you want in this. My favourite part of today was when you leaned back in a sun lounger wearing a dark T-shirt, black trousers... And Pete said, you could at least dress summery. And you said, I'm wearing white shoes, Pete. I'm dressed for the summer. Yeah, I'm wearing white shoes. I never wear white shoes. You white shoes are a summery shoes. outfit. I wear brown boots. Uh, like a man, because I'm an adult. Okay. White shoes are a concession to juvenilia that I'm only willing to commit to when the temperature rises above, let's say, 25 degrees Celsius. Pete, come on the show or as we like to call it, come round, and we will talk shorts. Talk shorts. Talk shorts. Hashtag talk shorts. <laughs> Not hashtag Pete's Juice Scissor, brothers. <laughs> yeah, come to our podcast festival show on September the 23rd. At 6.30pm. There will be a bar. There will be other podcasts. You should come. It'll be funny. There will be be seats. A tremendous amount of room. Many seats for you to choose from. Bring all of your bags and put them on all of the seats. If you have any cardboard standees, please bring those because we're doing badly. Follow us on Twitter at Love and Hat. Come find us on Facebook at Love and Hat. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Stu Heritage. I'm on Twitter at Orbin. We are on iTunes. You can download this podcast at iTunes. If you do, please subscribe and then please leave a review. Someone has left a review. Oh, really? Five stars. Uh, very complimentary about you. No mention of me. I oh. think it's probably one of your friends. I am very nice. Okay, then. Come and see us in September. Listen to us in a fortnight. Uh, leave us some feedback and don't be too harsh. Bye. Bye. Pete and Stu says, brothers. Pete and Stu says, brothers. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.